Podcast. I am Katie Nordgren. And I'm Krajepa. It's our inaugural episode, the very first one. That is what inaugural means. We're really happy to be uh, <laughs> speaking directly into your brain thing. <laughs> We're broadcasting here live from our East Vancouver recording studio. We call it the Quiet Keep, and it is perched atop of our weird sea shanty shack on the side of the bluffs near New Brighton Park in East Vancouver. Oh, it's truly a thing of beauty. We're so happy to be here. And we're so happy to be with you, listener. <laughs> All five of you. Yeah. <laughs> because it's our first episode, we just kind of wanted to get it out of the way. We don't have a guest. It's just the two of us. We're hanging out. We've got loose pants on. We're drinking beer. We're very comfortable. It's a perfect Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and so we basically just wanted to do a first episode. To just do it. Absolutely. So we're going to interview each other a little bit. We're going to talk about the kinds of things that we like and the kinds of things that make us tick, as well as some of the things that we might want to talk about on the show or some themes that might keep recurring. Absolutely. There's so many things that come up and will continue to come up because <laughs> we can never resolve anything, finally. <laughs> we're also going to talk maybe a little bit about some of the guests that you might expect on our show and maybe set a couple of goals for ourselves. So that's kind of our roadmap and we'll see how we stick to it. All right. Well, so. maybe we'll get a little bit started on uh, interviewing each other. You can get to know us a little bit. Uh, I'd like to, to start with uh, putting Chris in the hot seat. Oh my goodness. It's a very hot seat. We're it's very actually really already. fucking hot in here. <laughs> Chris, why podcasts? Well, I love podcasts so much. I love podcasts so much. How much do you love podcasts? Um, like I listen to too many. How many is too many? Um, 50? That's a lot of podcasts. It's a lot of podcasts. So my worry, I guess, if I can make myself like really vulnerable right off the bat. Just make yourself, so just be naked with me I'm right now. Well, it's hot enough in here that I may. By the end of the wind. podcast, we will probably be naked. <laughs> you won't be able to know, but you'll still know. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just get more comfortable. <laughs> Um, yeah, my worry is that I'm going to just, like, wind up plagiarizing every other podcast. So, Absolutely. But I think, you know, the two of us and our, like, weird sense of humor and the people that we bring in, I think, might be able to shake it up a little bit. And it's not like anybody who makes podcasts is listening to podcasts. That's so true. They'll never know. Oh, my God, that makes me feel so much better and we'll so much more comfortable thieve. about we'll it. We'll steal from all of you, imitation, <laughs> blah, 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 highest form of whatever. <laughs> all right, so why podcasts? Um... Fucking creativity, man. I just really would love to be able to do something that stimulates my... That's going to sound a Stimulates your what? <laughs> my brain and my creative force. So I'm a musician. Mm -hmm. I really love recording. I love playing music. I love playing live shows. But I don't really have a place that I can do a lot of music in Vancouver right now at this point. And so I'm trying to, like, get some things going. And this is kind of a place that... Uh, I feel like we could at least talk, brainstorm, spitball stuff, and just even starting talking to you about this podcast, Katie, has gotten so much stuff working in my brain. Just a real Rube Goldberg machine of ideas <laughs> right now is what you're telling me. Well, I don't know. It just kind of was like, 
as soon as we started like prepping for this podcast, I started having fever dreams about all the arrangements that I was going to do on my album. So like something shook loose. And so I just want to start doing it. You got so, those creative juices flowing. I think so. And it's, it's, I don't know. I just like it. So just really, just really love podcasts. That's yeah. what you're trying to tell yes. me. Yes. And another thing that I really like doing is talking to people and mm-hmm. listening to people and like actually Absolutely. being present and listening to people. Mm-hmm. But I was telling my roommate that a lot of the reasons that I like listening to podcasts is that it can go in this kind of meandering conversation and you don't really know where it's going to wind up, but you actually have to spend an hour in a room with somebody paying attention to the stuff that they're saying. And sweating your crack off. <laughs> In an ideal situation, like this one. It's too hot. We're going to have to figure something out. It's fine. I'm fine. Right. So that's why... That's why podcasts. Why why do you need a reason to start doing a thing? Why not podcasts? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Um, And Katie, what about... uh, we're going to interview each other a little mm-hmm. bit. Can you Put tell me? Put me in the hot seat. Can we, can we talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you like doing with your creative Well, time? absolutely. I am much less musical than you are. I, uh, if you explore my history, I was for a time in a band, but I was very bad at it. You were not very I bad was, at I it. was intensely mediocre at playing the bass. <laughs> I used to play in a little group called the Dreadnoughts. Bless their hearts. They're they were so... all much more talented than I am, uh, but I smell way better than the average member. You, so yeah. So I have that going for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why I was in the band, is to act as an air freshener in the tour band. That's really gross. It's Well, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I, uh, right now, in terms of my creative output, what I'm really interested in is stand-up comedy. I, uh, took a course with the local favorite instant theater. Mr. Adam Pateman taught me uh, a four-week stand-up comedy class that was possibly the best hundred dollars I have ever spent in my entire life, uh, and got a little bit of a bonus lesson from Mr. Ivan Decker, Vancouver's own. Just name-dropping Just name-dropping left place. and frickin' right here. <laughs> Uh, and it seems logical to me to be part of a podcast, to do any kind of comedy, and then to you know, supplant that with podcasting seems to sort of be the way you do things these days. It's just kind of fun to just talk shit out sometimes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you're also right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, I don't know. I, I do th- that. I think you're an awesome writer. For a present oh. one time, Katie and I are really good friends. We've known each other for... 12, 13 years? Yeah. So... We're friends from the internet. so sometimes I just buy her presents randomly and I got like writing prompts and all kinds of cool stuff and so another thing that we might want to do on this podcast is play with writing prompts and other creative hypothetical situations and kind of get our imaginations going a little bit so it's not just going to be straight interviews not that we're straight or there's anything straight about us (laughs) at all So we're going to talk a lot about queer stuff on this podcast. It's inevitable. And yeah, just basically like using our imaginations to kind of play with some stuff. That's what imaginations do. What else can I ask you? I hate leading with what do you do for a living because that's boring and you're not the only, you're not just your productivity. I'm not what I sell my labor for. Yes. But do you want to talk about your job? Sure. I'd love to talk about my job. My uh, educational background is in gender studies and and counseling and human development, which uh, makes me possibly the worst person to invite to any party at any given moment. Uh, But uh, my background being in counseling, I'm really lucky to be able to work for a major 
local university as an academic advisor. So even though I didn't become a licensed counselor uh, at time of this recording, I'm still able to use those skills. And uh, a lot of what you just described uh, that's great about a podcast is what's great about my day job is that I get to sort of get into tete-a-tetes with students who are often very stressed out and really not sure what they want to be doing with their lives. And to be able to sit with them and make them feel a little bit more at ease in terms of navigating the uh, labyrinthian maze of, uh, of like higher learning that's a really exciting thing for me to get to do on a day-to-day basis. Oh, I'm so jealous of your students that you work with. I had some terrible academic counseling. I went to UBC like starting in 2002 and I dropped out two times. I also have a gender <laughs> studies background. So, <laughs> we are unbearable. Yeah, so when I make fun of you, I'm also making fun of myself very much. Um, but I had some terrible counselors that I literally was saying, you know, I can't afford this. It's really difficult. It's really stressful. I'm trying to work a job and do this. And they told me to like, oh, just get a lot of student loans and just get a lot of debt. That's what everybody does. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Funny how you resisted that. I just really didn't want to. And so then I just quit. And they really gave me a hard time withdrawing. And the the actual advisors were really shitty about that whole process. And then getting back into university, Mm -hmm. they were like, Mm -hmm. go to college first and then come back and see us after 30 credits, (laughs) which I thought was kind of mean. But at the same time, it was great because college is way better than university. And they actually teach you real stuff like how to write an essay. Uh, So the, the actual academic counselors at the college were so way better. And so I just feel like the students at your university, We won't Katie. say which one. There's only two options. <laughs> the students at your university are very lucky to be able to have you as an academic advisor. I well, I lovely. hope that's true. I tend to think that I'm just floundering through life and just BSing my way through the job. Well, but... imposter, sy- imposter syndrome is a real fucking deal. And it's difficult. It's the and real deal. As, as I get older, I'm now a 30-year-old lady. I realize so elderly. That, <laughs> I realize that pretty much... Most people seem to have imposter syndrome. Yeah. And a lot of people are just kind of faking it. And so, therefore, we should all just be really nice to each other. Yeah, I'm just trying to fake it as uh, humorously and, you know, believably (laughs) as possible. And some days I make it and some days I don't. And uh, that's just, listener, that is the human condition. Oh my god. (laughs) It's true. Um, We, I don't know, I don't really want to get super into my own relationship. Maybe you don't either. Our partners are private people. Yeah, let's let's let them languish but, in their privacy but we for both, now. But we both have them. We got them. And we've both been in relationships with ladies and gents of all stripes. Mm-hmm. And would love to talk about relationship stuff too, but I probably will not be talking about my own very much, except for thank you very much to my lovely partner who helped us set up all of our recording studio stuff. We fucked with a lot of levels and knobs and gain and stuff today. Oh, just a little knob twisting just before a, I got here? Just a little knob twiddling. Just a little twiddling and twisting. I'm going to try to see how much gain you have. <laughs> sibilance, sibilance, sibilance. Oh, God. Pops. Popping peas. So, I don't know. I think that kind of covers the main few bases, right? Where it's like, what do you like to do in your spare time? Mm-hmm. What do you like to do? Oh, you didn't ask me what I like to do in my spare time. No, I just said creative output. Well, what the fuck do you like to do in your spare time then? Uh, I like to stare at the internet for about six hours at a time uh, without moving. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing I really enjoy. Um, 
that's going super well for me so far. So the internet is kind of important, and you said earlier that that's how we met. It's true. We met on a very obscure, weird <laughs> web forum that was, well, I want to say probably three or four years before Facebook was ever even thought up. And yeah, so if you've got friends on the internet, I highly suggest meeting them, because mm -hmm. um, they're either going to murder you, and then you don't have to make any decisions ever again... <laughs> Or they become one of your best friends forever, and then, you know, 12 years later, you're stuck making a podcast in a sweltering room with them. Thanks. And I can think of I can think of way worse things than that. I think a lot of this is just going to be Katie like, she made me... She made me do this, she and it's really hot. It. And I haven't chained you to this, like, weird Ikea sofa that we're sitting on, but uh, I might have to if it gets more sweltering in here. Absolutely, I will try to escape at all times. <laughs> I don't right. do well with heat. I'm very Swedish. But <laughs> the Swedes love saunas. Oh, yeah. This is basically mm. a sauna. Katie, okay. Mm. Listen, 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 mm. listen. Listen, listen, I'm listen, listening. listen. What if what we if? reconceptualize uh, the studio on top of our seaside shack as a beautiful sauna room? Okay. We wear towels. Mm. We have some eucalyptus. We whip each other with cedar boughs and stuff Okay. Like that. Okay. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> I so, could I could see this working out. Okay, for so us. maybe we'll find a way to cope with the heat just by building a new kind of thing. Maybe we can get a large Swedish man to come in here and massage us while we're all oh, supple. That would be so nice. Maybe hey, I'll put out a call. Oh. My fellow Nordics. Amazing. I really want a massage so bad right now. <laughs> I could definitely go for that. But you know, I we're not famous and that. rich yet, so mm. Okay, we've got Here a we lot are. of friends that are good at massages, including you. You give some don't of the best... Don't tell people that. Sorry. They'll be asking for it. <laughs> okay. I don't work for... If you're good at something, don't do it for free. Oh, that's true. That's very good advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're just going to move on to what do we want the show to be about? What do we want the show to and be about? And sort of what is our philosophy, if you could be so lofty about it. Well, I don't... Yeah, a philosophy would be... Would what's suggest our, that we had some kind of structure in what's mind. Our, what's our manifesto for our podcast, Katie? Oh my god. What is our, what is our, what is our root, what is, is our, what is the core? This is going to be like our feminist podcast revolution. Oh no. I don't See, that sounds unbearable to me and I have a gender studies yeah, degree. Yeah, that's actually really fucking unbearable. Oh, let's not do that. Okay, so how about just like, what are some of the things that we like and what are some of the things that we want to talk about or... Anyway, well, one thing that I think we should maybe address is uh, how much of the spitballing and shopping of the idea for this podcast came about. Mm -hmm. We oh fuck yeah, we should totally talk about the origin story of the show. The origin story of oh the show. Oh my god, as if I totally was just about to bypass that completely. Thank All you. All the way past it and into a totally different playing field. You keep me grounded. That's what I'm here for, oh my, my darling. Oh, oh my god. god. So. Uh, to celebrate, or to mourn, rather, the end of summer, uh, Chris, who's originally from the Sunshine Coast, was kind enough to offer me a bit of time at her mom's house. Uh, maybe I should say, thank you, Joanna, <laughs> who was incredibly hospitable and wonderful in letting mom, us stay there. My mom is really She's cool. She's basically the best, and we love her. Um, and I had actually never been to Gibson's, which sort of strange because it's spitting distance from here and we decided to take the last sunny weekend in September to go and say farewell to the sun and good lord the weather could not have cooperated Ugh. any better it was a stunning day we spent all of Saturday on um, some unmarked beach near Roberts Creek mm -hmm. 
with three women I've never met before in my life who ended up being completely amazing. Um, we may have had a significant amount of wine. Yeah. Would that be accurate, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> significant, but, you know, responsible. Responsible. But significant. But significant. And I don't even remember what happened. I think I was just trying to describe the type of witches that we all were sitting there on the water's edge, that we would have to be a collection of sea hags. Sunning ourselves on the rocks. And you screamed (laughs) and said, that's it, Katie, that's the title of our podcast. (laughs) It's pretty good. It was pretty good. So it was one of those kind of kismet moments that you can, and you know what, not moments after we made that decision did a transient orca breach in the ocean some 200 meters from us. Okay, so it sounds like she's making that up, but it totally, totally happened. And orca whales do not come into the, I don't know, it's not quite the Georgia Strait, but it's like in between the Sunshine Coast and Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. I should know this geography because I grew up there, but whatever. What I know is that orcas never come through there. So it was just one big giant male orca with a huge dorsal. Possibly the largest whale of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Just and we were sitting on the beach and we all broke into cheers and then the whale went down and then we were just watching for it and then it came back up again and surfaced again and we all screamed and basically it like came up out of the ocean maybe about 10 times or something Something like that and we screamed every single time and the other people on the beach had no idea what was happening. They just thought that we were obnoxious assholes. Which, they're not wrong. They're not wrong, but this woman was like sitting on the beach just like meditating with her eyes closed and then was like, walked by and we're like, did you see the whale? It was right in front of you. She's like, oh, I thought you guys were just being loud. So she missed it. She's not wrong, (laughs) but she did miss the whale. But like, maybe not every obnoxious person in your general vicinity is actually being obnoxious just because they're an asshole. Maybe they're being obnoxious because they saw a whale. Maybe there's something majestic happening that you just, you know, if you're going to be cynical and shitty and try and ignore all that stuff, you might miss something cool. I'm so, like, I'm such an optimist about everything. Such a little hippie. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah, well. So it really felt as if the ocean itself had blessed the notion of this here podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like it, take it up with the sea. Uh-huh. And then I went swimming in the ocean in a chiffon gown. It was really awesome. You were basically living a Kate Bush video. That's kind of how I'd like to live my life. That's kind of how I'd like to bookend my life. That's yeah. how I want to go out. Oh, just in a... Bu- oh, if your dress was so heavy that you, like, weighed out into the ocean or a fast Poseidon took you for his bride. And it just drowns you forever? That's pretty... Oh, maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that, but it's, if you have to... It's pretty poetic, though. It's probably... Yeah. Uh, of all the ways you could. Mm, don't do that. Don't do we it. We don't endorse that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it took a dark turn really quickly. I'm sorry. But what you were saying about sort of being a hippie, it's a thing that I really struggle with because I'm from the Sunshine Coast and I feel like I should like either really embrace it or reject it totally, but I find myself I've got like a foot in both worlds. And so mm-hmm. I feel like this podcast, because... You know, we are sea hags, Mm -hmm. we are salty fucking witches, True. and there's a lot of crystals that I can see in this immediate vicinity. I feel like this podcast is going to be a place that I might be able to feel a bit more comfortable with that. There are at least five crystals on the table in front of us alone. Mm -hmm. I can't speak for how many there are in the rest of the room, but I can see five right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my day-to-day life, I'm pretty pragmatic. But every once in a while... Yeah... 
You just gotta let the magic take you away. So there's not a lot of room for weird hippie magic in health research, which is what I do for mm-hmm. a living. I have a gender studies background, but I also went to school for public health stuff. And, you know, there's some researchy things that I do. Um, I work at a field office in the downtown east side. I've worked in, like, mental health and housing for a long time. Um, and just, like, basically helping folks connect with services and doing, like, outreach work stuff. And... You go to somebody that's in a real down-and-out place in their life, they're struggling, they're having a hard time, and you say, oh, just, like, just think positively. Just, like, feel the gratitude of, like, what's going on. And then you give them a crystal, and they tell you to fuck off. To jam that crystal so far up your ass (laughs) that your chakras realign. (laughs) So, you know, generally I'm pretty pragmatic, so I just, yeah, maybe I'm going to get a little weird. Yeah. Sometimes on this, this podcast, is a safe space. I'm probably sort of. gonna be drinking a lot of beer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll see where that takes me. As this well. is not a dry podcast. Mm. Are there any dry podcasts? Eh, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't want to go on them. No. <laughs> no. Just well, maybe we'll switch it up for kombucha or juice cleanse, depending on how we feel. <laughs> depending on how intolerable we want to be on a given day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Let's go back to. Uh, our topics, but I just realized that you didn't actually really interview. No, me. but what do we want? What do we want Sea Hags to be about? Like, what is the crux of the message that we're trying to convey? If there is such a thing, not really. You know, there's not any kind of one thing we're trying to do with this. But uh, one of the things that uh, we wanted to s- center at this, uh, at the creation of this podcast, is the role and the importance of storytelling in culture. And how important it is for us to understand us ourselves as people and to understand everyone else as fitting into the social fabric, as we all do. Um, I think that stories are some of the most um, poignant and absorbable ways to uh, get messages across and to, you know, convey your own humanity to other people. And so to have storytelling sort of at the center of our podcast is, I think, an important an important factor. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the, like the first day when we were at the beach, we were all sitting around a campfire mm-hmm. and like all of these amazing women were just like telling stories and it was the most hilarious thing. Like stuff that you like, you do weird stuff when you go traveling sometimes and you get into some crazy scrapes and oh, adventures. Yep. Um, just some weird stories about your life. Some things that really shaped you into the person that you are today where it's like, this thing was terrible, mm-hmm. but I would never wish that it like didn't happen to me because it just made me who I am today. Oh, I have a few of those. Those kinds of things are really important. And so, I don't know, we kind of want to invite people on um, just to share those kinds of stories. And like, sometimes you don't even want to tell your friends those things because maybe they've heard them before or they were kind mm-hmm. of with you when that happened. But to be able to actually set out... And tell a story from sort of start to finish with interjections, meandering, eventually winding up at the place that you wanted to um, is really cool. And it kind of actually helps you reshape the way that you think about yourself when you tell a story. You reveal things to yourself every time you tell the same old story that you've told a thousand times before. Yeah, and and then it just becomes more and more true every time you tell it. Absolutely. Which can be good or bad. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. So... So that is that is definitely a big part of, of what we want to be doing. Um, and, of course, part and parcel with storytelling, the importance of sharing uh, and with that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that vulnerability has a bit more of a spotlight on it than it has in the past, thanks to people like Brene Brown, who are, you know, doing well-shared TED Talks on the topic. Um, 
And I think people are starting to realize that we can't really have connection without vulnerability. And so I'm starting to see it from people I wouldn't normally expect to see it from. You know, my brothers who are uh, 15 and 17 years older than me, respectively, have uh, become very open with me in our conversations. And I think that's a really wonderful thing, despite the fact that, you know, they've got even older masculinities working on them <laughs> to stop them from sharing, to stop them from being open-hearted people. But they are fighting against that and they are opening up their hearts. And I think that I, I see that a lot mm-hmm. everywhere. And I think that that's a really wonderful thing. And we want to encourage that more and more. Yeah. And there's so much stuff just about like guilt and shame is totally counteracted by just talking about shit. Yep. And what is that saying where it's just like, if something's going to grow and fester in like a dark wet, gross room, and it's like, if you just open the window, let the fresh air in, let the sunlight in, that's, like, the best tonic for anything. So it's like, if people are feeling shitty about stuff, you talk about it with your friends, you get to know most often, people are like, oh yeah, no, I totally do that as well. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you'll hear a story on this podcast, and the person telling it would be like, you know, I didn't, you know, this is my weird thing, and you might say, like, holy shit. That's also my weird thing. Mm Mm-hmm. We're weird. Yeah. But it's okay because we're not alone. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing. And so, like, I've been touched by so many stories like that, um, just listening to lots of different people talk and share stories in in whatever different mediums. So, you know, I love that. I want to encourage that a lot. And then Mm -hmm. if there's anything that maybe it's a little too early because there's only five of you that we're talking to in terms of listenership, but, like, (laughs) you can email us if something is particularly poignant or resonant and you want to share something. What is it? We'll, uh, it's seahagspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just throw throw your topic into the seahag mailbag, <laughs> and like, who knows, we might read it out and just share and like kind of just keep that conversation going, because I think that's yeah. really cool. I like some interactivity, sort of, because <laughs> I also realize that this is going out on the internet, and like most of you are straight up creeps, <laughs> so, <laughs> but we love you, but like don't be creepy. Uh, Hey, once you were just a creep on the internet to me. Aww. Aww. Maybe these people will all be our creepy friends. <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. Okay, and then the last thing, though, to go to that is, like, we just want to do this thing. So, actually, if nobody listens to this, we're still going to do it. Yep. And you Sorry. can't you can't stop us. What are you going to do? Because, like, the internet is kind of an unlimited wasteland, so... If we just turn into some sort of weird ephemera that's just uh, gathering cobwebs and dust in some corner of next to my old GeoCities page <laughs> that was my Backstreet Boys fan page I when had, I was 12. I had Red Hot Chili Peppers fan pages. On GeoCities? On GeoCities. You have a tripod page? No. No? It was all GeoCities. You know when they used to like categorize them into different cities? Oh, and, yeah. And different topics would be in different parts of the world or whatever, so I had mine in like Vienna... In the Vienna Ooh. community, but it was all Ooh. but it was all about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, so I don't know why it wasn't in California. There was a lot of flame gifs. Oh, like a spinning gif with some skull uh, flames. Yeah, some skulls with flames. Oh yeah, skull flames. The best of the gifs. Yeah. So <laughs> if this podcast goes over there, that's fine too. But that's really, fine. we just wanted to do it. And that's what we're doing today. We did very little pre-writing. Perhaps this is obvious. Uh, And there was definitely some anticipatory stress for both of us to just sit down and just start blabbing into a microphone without any real idea of what we wanted to say. Yeah. But the doing is the thing. And that is the most important thing is just to push past that 
the fear, um, the anxiety to just make something and just put it out there and to be vulnerable in that way. And I think that is really the only reason we're doing this. Yeah. There are other reasons, but that's the, the core of it, I mm -hmm. think. I have a quote that actually hangs above my kitchen sink, and it's from Goethe. 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 That German guy. And it's something about, you know, boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Just begin it now. So basically he's saying, just do it. Just fucking do it. Just do it. You just have to fucking do it. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. Just doing it. Yeah. <sighs> so... There's a few other things that we just wanted to talk about. So, um, some kind of concepts that I think are really interesting. So our friend Hillary is a cool writer and she writes a lot about video games and she talked about having sort of like a safe word. RPGs. Yeah. Tabletop yeah, games. They're not video games at all. He's a tabletop God gamer. RPGer. Role-playing games. Yes. Goms, I believe they're called. <laughs> so she just talked about having like a safe word or something when you're like super involved in some kind of a situation. And I've read a lot of stuff about even having, like, a safe word in your friend group where it's, like, someone brings up a topic mm -hmm. and someone has just, like, a real shit association with it. Yep. And it doesn't have to stifle the conversation. It doesn't have to do... No one has to feel bad about bringing it up. But just if that person could say, like, hey, don't want to talk about it. They don't have to justify it. Mm -hmm. I would love to have that on this podcast. And what I was thinking of is having a veto card mm -hmm. where we could have a card on the table of our beautiful podcast altar that we see before us. Mm -hmm. And if someone really is just like, you've asked me a question I don't want to answer, we're going down a pathway I don't really want to talk about, they can pick up the card, they can tap it, whatever. Maybe you won't even know that they've done it, but mm -hmm. we'll just seamlessly move away from that conversation. Yeah. So I just really want to foster that kind of space, I guess. Oh, fuck, the it sounds idea. so inseparable. <laughs> but I really do. I really well, want people to feel good and that we're not here to, like, bring out a whole bunch of emotion that you don't want to get into. We don't want to be mean-spirited. We don't want to make fun of you. Like, this is just a good... There is something place. to be said for challenging yourself on something that is maybe partially uncomfortable, but mm -hmm. if there's something you really don't want to talk about, the last place you want to be doing that is uh, in a venue where it will essentially be permanent. Yeah. And we really want to keep that in mind. There's a lot that has been said over the last year or two in... Um, in opposition to the concept of trigger warnings. Oh, Perhaps yeah. that's something that comes up, brings up some bile for you when you think about that, because <laughs> I've definitely heard all of the possible uh, arguments against them, which is, you know, we're coddling the youth. We are keeping people from the real world. And I really think that that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. I understand why people are resistant to them. Um, and I think open dialogue is very important. But uh, with regards to trigger warnings... Uh, as someone who has gone through parts of my life where I had acute anxiety or was really dealing with processing trauma, it would have been very useful to me to be able to decide going into something whether or not it's, you know, uh, media that I want to consume or people that I want to hang out with or et cetera, et cetera. And I think that a trigger warning or a veto card or something like that doesn't need to be something that hinders communication. If anything, I think it fosters open communication. Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself resistant to that idea... Um, you know, uh, punch yourself in the face. <laughs> I don't mean that. I, I really just mean, like, really look at why you're having difficulty coming up with the empathy in that scenario, because there has to be something in your life that is very difficult for you to think. Mean, even somebody's name, like an ex's name, when you hear it, you just feel your heart plummet into the pit of your stomach. 
And that's, that's, you know, that's not a really great example, but it's something that most people can understand, mm -hmm. just that there are things that bring up a major unpleasantness for some people. And I think that it's very important to be able to have open conversations and to have the security of, you know, pulling up something saying, this is a boundary for me. And, mm -hmm. um, well, you know, there are situations in which I can talk about this, not here, not now. And, and that should be respected. I was going to say that, like, the time aspect of trigger warnings, I think, really gets overlooked. And I love it when, say, I'm at work and, you know, going through my Twitter feed and then I see somebody say, like, hey, this really interesting article. And then I click on the article and it says, you know, content warning for blah, blah, blah. Something that I know that it's going to make me feel upset or angry or whatever. And it's like, maybe I don't want to read it at work. Mm -hmm. So that at least helps me plan my day. So sure. that I'm not blindsided by something, because it could actually totally fuck up my whole day. And it's not that I don't want to engage with it. It's not mm -hmm. that I want to, like, create a little echo chamber where I only listen to stuff that makes me really happy or whatever. But, like, maybe just not right now. Yeah. And so that's kind of the same thing. Maybe if we talk on a podcast about trauma or about dealing with, like, some heavy shit, which I kind of wouldn't mind exploring some of that. I've got some really sure. inspirational friends and coworkers and cool stuff that might want to talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. We will fucking put a content warning on there and just say, like, maybe you want to listen to this at some other time. It's not about babying people. Mm -hmm. It's not about being oversensitive. It's about recognizing that people have unique and varied experiences, some of which can be more traumatic than we could even conceive of. Mm -hmm. And understanding that we're not the bosses of other people's emotions. You are the boss of your own emotions. And if we're talking about something that isn't going to be comfortable for you, that not even uncomfortable, but something that's going to make you feel awful, mm -hmm. we don't want you listening to that. Yeah. We don't want to be responsible for making you have a bad day. Yeah. And I think it's really just that simple. Yeah. I'm a real, real big fan of boundaries just in general. Mm -hmm. And so I think a mm -hmm. lot of the <laughs> friends that know me know that I talk about this all the time and I really like to model it. And in some ways it might come across as like brusque or weird or whatever, but I really like talking about it too. So in this kind of podcast setting where we're actually just having a conversation, if shit gets kind of weird or we start feeling uncomfortable with each other or something gets awkward, like, I really just want to talk about that mm -hmm. and expose it and really go, like, what's actually happening? Do you feel shitty? Do you want to take a break? You know, what should we do? Mm -hmm. um, and then just kind of negotiating those boundaries with people and being like, you know, it's okay. We don't have to do this. We could do something else. I welcome that. And I'm also very vocal about just, like, I don't want to. I don't like that. This is a thing that I don't like to do. Uh, it's one of the things I admire most about you because I do not have that as a natural skill. It's, it's something I need to really work on. It's really hard. And I don't remember if I've always been like that, but I feel like that was a, it's a pretty intrinsic part of me now. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely something that I practice a lot. So I think that that will probably come up a lot in mm -hmm. just our conversations with people I think our little idiosyncratic <laughs> strengths and weaknesses yeah. are going to come through very clearly. Even if that's not the topic. So to lay bare one thing, it's like, sometimes I will state a need very brusquely, and then Katie will be like, no, no, it's, uh, blah, and it's upsetting. So I hope that I don't do that too much <laughs> to you. Well, you're in smacking distance, so I, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I will not hit Chris during the podcast. Uh, we'll only do it off air. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Just on her cute butt. That's the only place. Ooh, okay. <laughs> hey -o. 
So, um, what I'm gonna do right now is because this is an art inaugural podcast. Normally, you would break a bottle over the bow of a ship. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just pop open this bottle of uh, popping bottle. What do we got? Pumpkin Eater House Sound Ale because it's October. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a good little spike. Would you like a little refresher there, oh, madam? Please. Glug 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 glug. Oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> My favorite uh, person at the beer store near my house was very excited that we were getting this beer today. This goes out to Frank at the liquor store. Hooray. I don't actually know if his name is Frank. It probably isn't. It isn't. That's okay. I don't think anyone born after 1980 is named Frank. <laughs> Just like there's never been a baby named Barbara. <laughs> what did all those Barbaras used to be called? Uh, Tammy. Oh. Yeah, Tammy's, when they turn 18, they become Barbaras. Oh. And that's fact. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Fucking look it up. You won't find anything that contradicts that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, what else do we want to go over? I think, okay, so you can see that we're, we can get serious and lofty about certain things because they are important. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff about the human condition that we really like talking about mm-hmm. and everything. But then we also just are silly and stupid and weird. And so, like, I think a lot of it will just be us collapsing into some giggles. Fits of giggles. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we want to talk about some of the guests that we are thinking about having on here. Yeah. You know, not to put any pressure on them. We're not going to name names. Oh, no? No, we're not going to name names. Okay. Well, do we have... Uh... We, we have, like, so many names. <laughs> We have so many names. We but, could name them all. But we're not going to. No. But just as, like, general themes of people that I'm really excited to talk about and have already agreed to be on it, mm-hmm. or, like, I've planted the seed in people's minds, you know, reach out to mm-hmm. folks and been like, psst, we're starting a podcast. It's going to be awesome. And then we tell them that it's called Sea Hags, and everyone's like, I want to be on that podcast. So Everybody that, wants to be a sea witch. Yeah, so that kind of bodes well mm-hmm. um, for at least having lots of people to come on. Um, but we've got people that really inspire us, mm-hmm. people that we've met at parties that like are captivating a room with really good stories. Yep. We've got people that are like doing really interesting things and like living their lives in ways that are pretty different, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really cool. So we um, have some legitimate authors that we know that we oh. would like to have on. Our first guest, uh, a cookbook author, mm-hmm. a blogger. A all-around badass, mm-hmm. uh, uh, an aficionado of a fine stretch pant. I just... I cannot wait for our first guest. We have been um, <laughs> been planning our wine selection, a cheese plate. We're very excited. Ooh, I have goat cheese downstairs. <gasps> we should maybe take a break we'll get some goat cheese. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Let's have a goat cheese break. Okay, sorry. We'll be right back. And welcome back. We just took a short uh, snack break. I'm full of cheese. Snacks are really important, you guys. Keep, you your... keep your strength up. I was going to say keep your blood sugar up. Oh. Just stay level. I'm starting to get a little tired, though. Yeah. It's hot. I'm full We've been of drinking. Yeah. So we don't have much podcast left, but we just kind of wanted to cover the rest of our little roadmappy sketch. Absolutely. So we've talked about the kind, the, the, one of the guests that we'll be having, we yeah. hope. And some um, of the kinds of guests. And like, you know, we've just got a lot of people that are really fucking cool that live in Vancouver that we hope we can convince to come and hang out with us for an hour. Absolutely. And if you yourself think you are very fascinating and cool, please email us at cxpodcast at gmail.com. We may never have you on, We've but... already got, like, a really long list, Katie. I know, but, like, if you're really amazing and awesome, just, uh, there's no harm in trying. You I'm know saying. what? That's actually fucking true. 
There's no harm in trying. I'm sorry I'm so sweary. Should I apologize for that? Um, we don't have any sponsors. Mm-hmm. This is just for us. Yeah, I really, like, I do swear a lot, and I'm trying to not. So we'll see what happens. Fuck butts. <laughs> Shit dicks. Okay, thank Does you. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, it feels a little more balanced now. Sure. Um, I was gonna say just about the just try. Just try it. I've, I've had a lot of opportunities in my life that have come around because I just asked somebody, mm-hmm. hey... Would you like someone to come play cello at your thing? And they were like, uh, actually, yeah. sure. That would be great. Well, there's no... Hearing no is painful at first, but the more used to it you get, the more courage you develop, mm-hmm. I think. Don't be afraid to hear no. And a lot of times people say yes, which is yeah. really wonderful. Which is sometimes more scary than hearing no. <laughs> That's so but, true. But uh, <laughs> then you have to actually do the then thing. Then you have to do the thing. <laughs> But that's what life is all about. you got to push yourself a little sometimes. Yeah. So if you want, for some reason, based on this mess that we've created so far, if you'd like to be a part of this, email at us. Email, email at us. Email at us. I'm Please having... email at us. <sighs> I'm having fun. Mm, just, it's just fun. It's fun. And I it's like, just fun. I like hanging out with you. I like seeing your beautiful face. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Chris. Yeah, your face is beautiful also. We, we talk a lot on Gchat, and to actually hang out in person is kind of a fun thing. So. Yeah, I hope our employers never listen to this, because I'd oh, say... don't two, say that. Six hours out of eight we're talking? Six hours no, out of eight? my boss is a friend of mine. She oh. might listen to this. Oh, no, that doesn't ever happen. We're very responsible. We do put our work first, I swear. Well, that's actually super true. Mm-hmm. I always get everything done that I need to get done, done in a day. Before we start talking shit. Yeah. Tickety-tack-tack-tack. And so this is like a place outside of work that we get to, well, yeah, talk shit, but also just be nice to people, too. It's it's like this balance between like being really cynical about stuff and hard-hearted about things because, you know, we live in the world, and the world is pretty shitty, mm-hmm. but also just being very kind and optimistic and like... Trying to see the best of certain situations. Nobody is only one thing. Don't forget that. You know, we are... um, I am compulsively kind uh, to my detriment sometimes, as Chris mentioned earlier. She's great at boundaries. I'm not. I let people walk all over me. I'm a real cute doormat. It's not the best thing for me. Uh, So I try to be very nice, but sometimes I get really burnt out and I start thinking shitty, hateful things. Mm -hmm. And God bless, I have a friend I can chat to on the Gmail chats. Mm -hmm. And just be a, my, my saltiest self and let those things go. Because once I've said my piece, I don't feel them as strongly anymore. So I guess that's something else this podcast can be about, is the balance between trying to be a kinder, more compassionate, more human person, but also letting ourselves be human people that get irritated and get overwhelmed and need to complain sometimes. We're not just one of those things. Nobody is all good. Nobody is all bad. And... You know, this is a celebration of where those two things meet in the middle and make us human people. One of my favorite words is multifaceted. Multifaceted. Because it's fun to be a multifaceted person. Many faces. And, like, complex, nuanced. Mm -hmm. I kind of sound like I'm describing a wine, which is fine. But I'm aging like a fine wine. I would say so. Or fine cheese. Or maybe both of those. Oh, man, that was such good cheese. Okay. It was very good cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the topics that we'd like to address, uh, well, obviously we both have our background in gender, so get ready to feel bad if you're a dude. <laughs> I hope not. I'm kidding. That's, I'm just, I think we're both very well aware of the uh, stereotype of the shrill feminist. 
and uh, we embody it on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, and I'm totally fine with that, because there's actually a lot of shit to be angry about. Oh, yeah. And to actually be vocal about. Sure. And to be like, hey, you know what, we're actually not going to take shit, and we're actually not going to make you feel comfortable about this because it's shitty and you need to change your behavior. Yeah. If you listening, person, is taking that statement really personally maybe do a little self-reflection as to why you're taking mm-hmm. it so personally, because we're actually not talking about anything or anyone. But a lot of people even get mad when you say that. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I know I'm pretty intolerable at the best of times, so <laughs> uh, I'm working on being approachably intersectionally feminist. Uh, I'm certainly not trying to alienate anyone at any time. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of shit to learn still, too, hey? Absolutely. We're I'm, white I'm, ladies. Yeah. We're 30-year-old white ladies. There's a lot of shit that we probably are doing not on purpose. Oh, yeah. And we are really trying to Almost certainly. I look back on even just four or five years ago, the work that I was doing. I've been a feminist for at least that long, and I've been, you know, an active feminist activist in that time. And what I learned from, say, the difference between... Uh, the slut walk campaign that we were both part of mm-hmm. in 2011 and how much I've grown from that uh, particular movement onto another project that I did last year or the year before, which was the uh, harassment on TransLink project. So if you couldn't figure out where you heard my name before. Um, not a lot of Nordgrins. That was a thing that I did with my research partner, Alexa Dredge. We put together the um, Harassment on TransLink blog that ended up getting quite a bit of local media attention. Um, and the things that I learned about how to talk about feminist issues in the intervening three years, uh, I could have you know, originally filled a warehouse with what I didn't know. And I'm sure that that's still true. But we are learning things... Constantly. Every day, uh, I'm. I hope I'm being more correct now than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I, I am valuable as anyone else is. Mm-hmm. What like I really, a lifelong project for me is just like retraining my brain. Mm-hmm. And like obviously, we all do snap judgments about everything. Yep. Always, our brains categorize things into a hundred different you know, slots, basically, where sure. it's like, this goes here, this this thing is bad, this thing is good, like, our brains love binaries, mm-hmm. and I'm really trying to actively work against that in, like, kind of a Buddhist way, where it's just like, I notice the judgment, and then I try to allay that with some other stuff. Sometimes I'm just shitty and irritable, yep. and that's fine, too, but... I've seen it. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm trying to retrain my brain around those things. So there's like a fuck ton of stuff to learn. So basically what we're trying to say in way too many words is that we're not here to judge anyone for their fuck ups. Yeah. Uh, We are fuck ups. We are constantly trying to do better. uh, And by, you know, exposing our learning process, we hope that you can learn things too. Mm Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And so, you know, we can't really avoid the fact that we put a lot of things into a gender framework. Um, A lot of the things that we want to talk about sort of grow from there. Uh, Concepts of emotions, uh, emotional labor Mm. is something that we've both been considering a lot Uh, lately uh, uh, and having uh, a really hard time thinking about it and realizing how emotional labor is such a gendered activity. Uh, even the concept is not well known to a lot of people because, you know, it's something that women do, so it's largely invisible. Yeah. And so that's, making that visible is something we definitely want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, do you want to know the emotional labor that I did today to prepare for you to come over, Katie? What emotional labor did you do today to prepare for me to come over, Chris? <laughs> 
is that I set up the studio. I did all of the sound testing and stuff before you got here so that you didn't have to sit Aww. while I fucked around with dials Aww. and knobs, and I set all the stuff up, and then I set up this table with, mm-hmm. like, crystals and skulls. You and, fed me when I got here? Uh-huh. I made delicious mac and cheese. All I eat is cheese, and, for the record. Yeah, and fed you beer, and just basically got it all set up beforehand, because... A lot of times you go to a place and it's not all set up and you have to wait around and blah, blah, blah. So to make things smoother and happier and nicer for You took my... that emotional load from me. Exactly. I appreciate you. Yeah. Aww. It's nice to be considered. <laughs> so that kind of stuff. Maybe you're not familiar with, with those things because you just do them because you're a, a person that just does that. But mm-hmm. it's work. It is absolutely you work. Know? And it's not... It... I could have been just dicking around on the internet, but instead I like did chores. Yep. I even cleaned my toilet. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're so nice. (laughs) Okay, what other stuff do we want to talk about? Well, relationships, I think, will be uh, probably quite a big overarching category. Uh, We can talk about things like relationship anarchy and polyamory and, you know, alternative family arrangements. All of those kinds of things that Mm -hmm. scares the dickens out of the far right. (laughs) (laughs) Just the idea that there isn't, you know, one right way to have a body, to have a relationship, and to have a family. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of different ways that you can ethically and compassionately arrange your life. And I think that... We know a lot of people that can speak to that. Oh, yeah. We've got some some pretty fun guests that are going to talk about some pretty fun stuff around relationship anarchy. And sex. And sex. They might talk about sex. We might have one. (laughs) We might have a few episodes that are like NSFW. Little bit not safe for your workplace. All right. What else? Changing topics? Well, I think you probably have a lot to talk about in terms of music scene politics. Mm-hmm. Just being a lady and being in bands mm-hmm. and getting treated by sound guys as someone in the band's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And whether it was or not was kind of beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just, like, offering to help me with my gear even when I know how to use it and, like, all the stuff that questions my competence, which pisses me off. Oh, yeah. So... Um, that might be a bit more ranty than <laughs> don't want to go off on a rant here. But anyway, so but there's a lot of shit that happens in terms of like the music scene and like who's considered legit or not and and especially in like the tech like behind the scenes stuff too, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know quite a lot of people that could speak to that as well that we're going to invite on. Mhm. Um I also am happy to talk about like public health stuff health policy, like, um, harm reduction things. Like, I work in a pretty radical, like, work thing. It's pretty weird. You travel around the world and people think that I'm crazy for the stuff that I do at my job, which is, like, really harm reduction-y where it's like, hey, come to this supervised injection site and we will not give you your drugs, but we will help you, like, shoot up in the safest way possible so that you don't damage your body and you don't spread diseases. And people think that that is utterly super fucked and why are you doing this so it's it's weird because I get really wrapped up in Vancouver mm-hmm. and it seems really normal and then as soon as you step even outside just the city of Vancouver all of that's out the window so that is I think kind of interesting and if we can talk about that a little bit more to maybe a larger audience that don't get exposed to those kinds of ideas it could be kind of cool mm-hmm. so yeah. I had a I had a mentor who actually encouraged me to go to grad school. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Uh, Grad school, fuck. Anyway, (laughs) but uh, he said that right now Vancouver for harm reduction 
is like Berlin in the 1920s for physics. So like all of this really cool innovation is happening in Vancouver, and if people are interested in that, I would love to talk more about that. Are you going to be the Niels Bohr of harm reduction? That'd be cool. I don't even know if I'm making a correct reference. That's fine. <laughs> I, there is, I made a Bohr's model at some point with marshmallows and toothpicks and... That's well, pretty exciting. Yeah, I think well, that was... As long fun. as you didn't make a reactor. Don't email us about that. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> if you if you know the answer to that, don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so, beyond that, you know, we it's not all going to be heavy-duty stuff. Uh, we love fluff. Mm. Uh, we both have copious, cheesy, ridiculous, indefensible obsessions with television... Oh, yeah. ...and comedy and podcasts... Mm. Uh, we both recently uncovered a number of photographs from our childhood that uh, show some of our more questionable fashion decisions, <laughs> and I think that those are things worth unpacking. Um, my obsession with stirrup pants in sixth grade, perhaps. So hot. As a very overweight child. <laughs> <laughs> stirrup pants and oversized sweaters. It was a great look. I had permed bangs. Don't, Real. don't blow your load on this little introductory episode, my darling. I just want you, you to know more. how I became the person I did. It's <laughs> because I was the most bullyable child at Brook Elementary. <laughs> I had it coming. <laughs> oh. So I guess that kind of speaks to origin stories, doesn't it? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's, I'm so fascinated with people's origin stories. Like, talk about who you were as a kid, what your family was like, how it shaped you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times you hear recordings with people that are famous. So they're in arts, they're in entertainment, they're some kind of a performer. And like that narrative can sometimes be similar, sometimes not. But what I'm really interested in and inviting like our friends and people that inspire us on that are not necessarily involved in entertainment and comedy is like getting a bunch of different kinds of origin stories. And like, not just how did you get involved in your career, but like how did you become the person that you are today, and what mm -hmm. what are you all about, and why? Absolutely, that's I just can't get enough. I always want to know what makes people tick and what turned them into the people they are now. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if you ask me, you know, why, Katie, why are you so good at using humor as a as an emotional defense mechanism, and all I need to do is show you a photograph of myself at age 10. <laughs> this is why. This is how I developed a sense of humor. <laughs> because I needed to. <laughs> it was that or die. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you think that your teeny tiny stirrup-panted self would think of you now? Uh, I think she'd be pretty psyched. Yeah. Uh, she might be a little bit surprised. By a few things, yeah. but uh, I think I turned into sort of an almost inevitable conclusion nice. of the story that started in the, at that age. That's I, well uh, said. Yeah, I have a lot of a lot of damage from that time that comes out in creative and often positive ways, uh, and sometimes real negative ways. Mm -hmm. Real negative ways. Uh, recently, saw one of my childhood bullies on the Sky Train uh, burst into tears. I am a thirty-year-old woman. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fuck. And this guy who didn't even say anything to me or recognize me, his very presence caused me to burst into tears. So some of that shit sticks with you. Oh my god. Yeah. I just really, I'm kind of obsessed with that concept of like, be the person now that your younger self needed. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of another thing that I wouldn't mind exploring. Where I hope we're like, both what doing did your, that. What did your person need? Mm -hmm. And how are you giving it to them? And if you aren't, like, can you maybe 
do some of that stuff. Could you perhaps? Could you perhaps just try a little harder? Just do it. Mm-hmm. Another other difficult but also light topics. Uh, what do we have here? Female friendship. Oh, oh my God. how can we not talk about that? I think it's been pretty obvious this whole time that we've been talking that we're just like, oh, I just love you. I appreciate you. I just remember. Female friendships are pretty fucking great. They're super important. Yeah. And so more of that, please. More of that, please. Uh, we can talk about our difference in living styles, mm-hmm. uh, all the different ways there is to make a home. For me, you know, a shack on a cliff mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty It'd be good. great if there was nobody else in it ever. I would like, no. I would get lonely. Aww. I sure do like being alone, though. Yeah, Sometimes I wish I'd given that, given myself the opportunity to live by myself, but you know what? Life has other plans Life's for you. Life's got other plans for you, so... Uh, You've got a pretty fucking cool roommate right now. I got a pretty cute roommate. <laughs> Um, we might talk about some mental health stuff like anxiety and guilt and and shame. 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 Um, (laughs) and we also might talk about hedonism and like, (laughs) really a a lot of, we might talk about hedonism. A lot of the way who stopped the podcast to talk about goat cheese (laughs) and to put it in our faces. (laughs) Um, you know. And those things kind of go together. How do hedonism and anxiety relate? Well, mm-hmm. I definitely soothe a lot of my shitty feelings with food. Oh, me too. So, but then I'm also trying to really just enjoy food and, like, really enjoy being this, like, delicious meat puppet that lives on the earth and just wants to experience all of the earthly pleasures that Never are available to me. heard a better description for you in my life, you oh, gorgeous, delicious meat puppet. I love it. <laughs> so, there's that. I have, I'm so shamelessly indulgent self-indulgent, indulgent about other kinds of pleasures, and I'm just trying to, like, just experience everything, God basically. bless you. Mm-hmm. I need your influence in my life. <laughs> too tightly controlled. Cool. Yeah, well, that, uh, that brings us about to the end of our list. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yep. That's about all we have to say about what the future of the show is going to look like. Yeah, so basically I kind of wanted to leave this. This is kind of a weird one. This is not the format we're going to be following from here to eternity. No. Maybe we won't even release it, but I think that we will. I think that we should. So if you made it all the way to this part, you'll know if we did... Hmm. Wait. Okay, anyway, hopefully we do. <laughs> so I kind of wanted this also to be a bit of a time capsule mm-hmm. where it's like, can we look at this podcast after we've done a year of this? If we even make it to a year. Fingers you know? crossed. And like, I'm, again, working in research. I'm kind of a nerd for evaluations and rubrics and goal setting and like personal development. So it's like when you set goals and then you can check in with them after a year and be like, oh, I actually did do that or I didn't. And that's okay because this got in the way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Could we maybe revisit this podcast, Katie? I would love to do that, Chris. Okay. We should definitely revisit this podcast but and see how we've grown <laughs> as people and podcasters. <laughs> see, are we less giggly, more giggly? <laughs> are we drunker? Have we just given up on pants and clothing altogether? Oh, that might be the case. Will I this really... be a nude podcast? The very first nude... It's probably not the first nude podcast. Rule whatever the internet where it's like, if you thought about 43. it... 43? It's already a thing. Or is that the one about if you thought about it, there's porn of it? <laughs> there's probably porn of it. If you decided to draw porn of this podcast, please email it <laughs> to seahagspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so, oh dear, I snorted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. Um. So I just kind of wanted to maybe set a goal each. Okay. 
And so a goal I think that I would like for this podcast mm-hmm. is not only to just have it continue for a year so that we can revisit it mm-hmm. and have an episode where we check in. Mm-hmm. But a goal that I really want is to be able to really engage in like active listening with our friends, with our guests that we have on the podcast and really become like just practice and work at becoming super present, really emotionally vulnerable, really, really good at like listening, letting thoughts kind of travel past me and just working on that kind of like mindfulness when I'm interacting with people. And so I want to see if I can keep that up for the whole year. Sorry, what was that? I wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) You did. I'm kidding. I was what listening. I listened the whole time actively. Aww. Aww. What is your goal, Katie? My goal, um, well, I'd like to be friends with some famous people. Oh, cool. Maybe if we can get them on here, that would be really nifty. No. What What would I really want out of this? I think if we make it a year, that's a goal for me, to have stuck, stuck with something, even if there's no reward in it other than the doing of the thing. Mm-hmm. Even if no one ever listens. Even if we can't pull guests. Can we still get together every week and talk smack? and record it and put it up on the internet. That will be a huge victory to me because I have trouble with the follow through sometimes. I have a lot of big ideas, but if something doesn't have a lot of rewards built into it immediately, sometimes I think, well, what's the point? But the idea of having some endurance to an idea and uh, to just the act of doing something dedicated is is really, uh, for me, that's really important. It's something that I've struggled with a lot because as a child, I think... uh, in order to keep the peace, my parents would let me quit things a lot, you know? So I had, thankfully, I didn't get to the point where I bought a karate gi, but, you know, I lasted four classes. My first ever ballet recital, I sat down in the middle of it, just on the stage, and just said, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Um, What else have I quit? Lots of things. Mm -hmm. So to be able to stick this out, I think, is a real... It sounds like a very small goal, but for me, that no. really represents something that uh, I'm working to change about myself. The idea that, you know, doing the thing is the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the important thing. And whether or not people like it and listen to it is not really, it's not that it's not relevant, but it's not the focus. And if I can do something specifically to satisfy myself uh, and not for the external validation that an audience brings, you know, so much the better. I think that that will demonstrate some real growth on my part. So that's my goal. Cool. May I, in my active listening, may I sum up your, or reiterate? Absolutely. (laughs) How about enjoying the process and not the product? Yes. Yeah, that's the the most concise way to put it. You just let me babble on for two minutes about it. Fucking A. Fucking A. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.